Hello, 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 and welcome back to Scary Stories from Under the Stairs podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brielle. And this is episode number 11, I think. I'm we not think really sure. It should be 12, but we missed last week because we've been busy. So we're going to get into this quick because we're also busy this week <laughs> and we're tired. Me especially. Yeah. Um, I'm injured. So all you need to know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> her foot hurts. It's sprained. <laughs> all we have to say is lots of cheer. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Cheers life now. Get your nasty foot away from me. But it's all bandaged up. Crippled. Yeah, crippled. Okay. So we're going to get into this one pretty quick because it's not like long, but it's kind of long. So let's just get into Hurry. it. Okay, ready? This. Oh, before we get started, I got some disclaimers. Murder. Possible murder. Possible. Blood. Stop. <laughs> Possible murder of children. House fires. Possible death of children. House fires. Possible kidnapping. Is this just children assault? Well, it's a mystery. Is this like an orphanage? No. Are you ready? To a get nanny in? house? Something no. like that? Nope. Are you ready to get into it? I guess so. This is the story of the Sodder children. This is a Christmas tale. what so this story takes place in fayetteville west virginia uh this is at the home of the sodder family uh mother jenny sodder father george sodder and their nine children (laughs) (laughs) they range from 22 to to the age of two that's way too much, in my opinion. Way too much. So we have John, who's 22, George Jr., who's 16, Marion, who's 19, Martha, who's 12, Jenny, I don't know if she's Jenny Jr., I don't know how you say that, but she's eight, <laughs> Betty is five, Maurice is 14, Louis is nine. There doesn't seem to be a lot of guys. And Sylvia is the baby. She's two. Uh, there's one, two... Three, four boys, and one, two, three, four, five girls. Oh, some of those were guy names. You mean like John and George? I did not hear you say those ones. John, George. Is Lewis one? Yeah, John, George, Lewis Maurice. Lewis a girl, too. You mean Lois? No, some girls pronounce it Lewis. Oh, well, either way. John, George, Maurice, Lewis. <laughs> And then Marion, Martha, Jenny, Betty, Sylvia. Okay. So I told you this was a Christmas story. On Christmas Eve night in 1945, the lives of the Sauter family would forever be changed. A night of Christmas joy and happy surprises would turn into a night of terror forever. Um, so before we get into the story, let's kind of discuss who they are. Um, George Sauter is an Italian-born immigrant who was born in Italy in Sardinia in 1895. He's actually born Giorgio Sodu. I think is how you say that. I'm sorry. I'm not Italian. He actually moved to the U.S. when he was 13 years old. So that was around 1908. 
He traveled with his older brother, but George was the only one to actually stay in America. His brother went um, went back to Italy. Uh, he got to Ellis Island and was like, nah, this ain't it. It went, <laughs> went back home. Uh, George found work with the railroad and eventually moved to West Virginia. Um, nice place to live, I guess. <laughs> where he met uh, Jenny who also came to America from Italy, so they were both Italian. Uh, her father owned a store in Smithers, West Virginia, which that's is where... such a long travel, Italy to America. Yeah, I mean, lots of... That's... I mean, there was lots of immigrants back then, so... I mean, there still is, a I guess, people came but... from, like... What's the country? I forgot. All right, moving on. Like Spain. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Spain. No. <laughs> England. Yeah, more like Ireland. The, that place. <laughs> I could not think of the name. All right. Uh, okay, so I told you that her, her parents owned a store. George became a delivery driver for the store. That's uh, not bad, helping out the family business. Right? Uh, George started his own trucking business and married Jenny, the couple settled in Fayetteville, West Virginia, where the story takes place, uh, which was p- uh, largely populated by other Italian immigrants. So this was kind of like a little village for all, like a bunch of them. Are they got cheese? Probably. I love cheese, guys. <laughs> um, so okay, so by 1923, George and Jenny um, were a prominent family in Fayetteville. Uh, George was well-respected, but he was very against uh, Mussolini back in Italy. So this is because when this story takes place is during World War II. So Mussolini, not to get too into it, but Mussolini was part of the Axis powers. So the bad guys in World War II. So a lot of some Italian immigrants were like supportive and some were like, no. (laughs) So he was not a supporter. I don't know. I know. Well, I'm just explaining it. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, I read that. Okay, this view was divided in the proud Italian groups of America. People were not fans that George was anti-Italian government. So this kind of possibly plays into the theories later. So we'll. He we'll should have just that. kept that to himself, right? Uh. So, Joe, I don't know if I wrote Joe or if it was supposed to be John or if it's his brother. I'm not sure. Somebody from the Sauter family fought for the Americans against Italy, and people were not happy about that. So, they kind of held it against the Sauter family. Moving to Michigan. <laughs> the um, So, the distaste of this was strong. That even the Italian-American life insurance salesman had come to their house and had made a remark about the Satter's home and family. He warned George, your house will go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. Because of Jail. All, because of all your ill remarks against Mussolini. I just don't believe people are rude. People are rude. Um, I would have been like, I'm calling the police. You cannot <laughs> threaten me like that. That is some sort of assault. You're just like, sir, no. <laughs> yeah, just tell them no. Get your pitchfork and be like, get off my lawn. 
Okay, well, a second man came to the house who was looking for work, so he looked around the house. This man said that the fuse box could cause a fire. So the fuse box is in what would be considered George's office. Mm -hmm. Um, The family thought this to be odd because George had the home updated and totally rewired when they had their electric stove installed. This was, like, new back then, so they were like, that makes zero sense. Um... They cleared it with the electrician, like, like this, this fine. So that's kind of some information leading up to the get timeline. The get the get the police. Well, I'm calling the police on you. I'll be turning full camera and be like, "You cannot threaten me like that." Well, we'll get into the story, but I'll let you know they're not much help. Really? Okay. So I'm calling different police. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas Eve timeline are you ready there better be police there eventually there is the sound of the police um the family celebrates christmas eve as normal um marion who is 19 years old brought toys from uh the store that she worked at to the christmas eve festivities for her younger siblings and they were extremely excited to get this early christmas present she let them open them like me too yeah like so they were like at 10 p.m., which would have been their normal bedtime, they they begged their mother, Jenny, if they could stay up and play with their toys and, you know, like, enjoy Christmas Eve. And she was like, okay. But only if Maurice, who's 14, and Louis, who's 9, also stay up with, like, the younger kids. And was like, and you need to complete your last chore, which is putting the cows to bed and feeding them. At like ten at night. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, girl, yeah, sure, already been done. And but it's anyway, like snowy out too. Probably. I mean, no, thank you. Anyway, so they agree, and the boys apparently I go out there with them. Go do that, and Mama Jenny goes to bed along, taking two year old Sylvia with her. <laughs> I'd so, be going out there with the kids first. She, well, I mean, it's their normal night chore, so I don't think she thinks anything. Where's the dad? Oh, so you're right. So the dad, um, George, John, and George Jr. were, they worked all day. Like they were, they're like those people who are up at like four o'clock in the morning and like delivering. And remember, it's Christmas time. So they're out trucking and they're delivering. So they were already like, they ate dinner and was like, good night. (laughs) So they were sleeping already. Poor Mama Jenny taking care of everything. Um, Anyway, so the boys go do that. Mama Jenny goes upstairs with baby. I call her baby, but baby Sylvia, who's two. Um, at 1230, the telephone rings. Jenny, the mom, answers. A woman is on the other line, any, or um, on the other end of the line, acting really weird. And obviously at a gathering. I she could, see you. No, not that weird. But no. she can hear, like, the clinking of glasses and stuff. Like, she's at, like, a bar. A bar or a house party or something. And... This person, this lady asks for somebody who doesn't, isn't from the Sodder home. And she's like, I'm sorry, I think you have the wrong number. And the lady, like, laughs a really weird laugh as if, like, like, <laughs> okay. And she hangs up. And Jenny's like, that was really weird. And she, so, like, remember, this is back when, like, the house has, like, one phone. Mm-hmm. So she had to come downstairs. It's like the Scream movie. <laughs> it's worse than that. Like, it's on the wall. You know, oh, like our old house in Flushing, how I had that one phone. 
Yeah. So anyway, so she so she's like probably like in the kitchen or wherever it's at. Answers it and she's like, well, wait a minute. The kids are not here. So then she's like, oh, they must be. In, I mean, it's like mid twelve thirty. She's like, oh, they went to bed because they sleep in a bedroom that's upstairs in like the attic. That's that was common for back then. And then sometimes attic rooms are cute, right? I was like, and then uh, she saw her daughter, the oldest one, Marion, the one that brought the present. Mm-hmm. She was asleep on the couch. So she was like, you know, there's nothing to worry her. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. And but the only thing she did notice that was weird, that was out of custom for them, was that their curtains were open and the lights were all on. But she was like, eh, it's Christmas. They probably just, Marion probably fell asleep. The kids were probably like, oh, let's go to bed too. And like went up and just, they yeah. just didn't finish what they normally do. No big deal. Jenny goes back up to, um, to her room and goes back to bed. Not me. But unfortunately, Jenny does not get much sleep because at 1 a.m. there's a bang on the what she hears a bang on the roof of the house, and it was followed with like a rolling sound. So kind of like if someone had threw like a like a coke bottle up there, and it was like, rude. <laughs> and when she heard nothing, like she listened for a few minutes, and then she heard nothing else. So she went back to sleep. No, <laughs> I but mean I'd I go to the maybe- attic first. <sighs> Girl, me too. But anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to sleep knowing that the curtains were open. I'd be like, "Well, I mean, hey, they were open you, from the whatever inside. my daughter's." Well, name I think is. she closed them, but I mean, hey, you, whatever my daughter's name is on the couch, go upstairs, <laughs> get out of here. No, okay. So yeah. at one thirty, Jenny wakes up again. What, Jenny, trying to get some good, <laughs> trying to get some sleep. Um, she smells smoke this time. Which you know, you kind of wake up and you're like, "Is that really what I'm smelling?" You know, so. She doesn't wake George up, I guess. <laughs> How is George not waking up? I don't know. So, but anyway, so she goes down around to like check. And when checking the home, she finds George Sr., so the dad's office on fire by the fuse box where the telephone line is. So that must be where the phone is, is in the office. Yeah. Um, they so she wakes up the other two sons and George and Marion, obviously, on the couch. Uh, when John, because they, so I'm guessing John and them and George Jr. probably were all in like one level of the house. Marion yeah. obviously was on the couch, and then the like littler kids all were up in like an attic like room together, like probably yeah. bunked bunked up. So she gets to them. She gets Sylvia and like um the oldest brother John. Get the cows. Get the cows. Um, called up to the children in the attic. But he got no response. But because the fire was already spreading, he, like, ran out of the house. Stupid. Dumb <laughs> and annoying. Divorce! <laughs> Divorce. Not the husband. Her oldest son. Out. Um, he can sleep with the cows. So, they're all outside. In the uh, when the young children did not come out of the home, the family begins to attempt to get back into the home. Uh, which, obviously, the fire is everywhere now. Well, what um, did they expect? I don't know. So they run around to go find their ladder that's usually leaning against the back side of the home. It's not there. The work trucks that they had just driven earlier that day would no longer start because they were going to try to like put them to like close together and then try to climb up them to like any of the windows. And in fact, George does get to the dad gets to I think it's the dad gets to the closest window that he can get to to try to like get up there and he breaks it all open but the fire is already in there and he had like cuts and stuff all over him from trying to get in um the telephone that 
again on the main level she tried to run back in and use it was already dead uh the water barrel they have outside like is completely frozen over yeah and um they call so they finally get a car passing by and they stop it because you know, yeah. this isn't like easy to like get like the police or the firemen yeah. or anything so they go back to town to get somebody. But you have to remember, this is during World War II. So police forces, fire forces, all, the young men are all gone. Yeah. So it's Christmas Eve night. It's not the easiest to just, like, ramble up a crew and, like, hurry up and get them there. Yeah. So 45 minutes later, as they're waiting for everyone to get there, their whole entire home collapses. The investigative crew says they found – this is where we're going to do the trigger warnings – possible of all that the things we talked about in the beginning so the investigative crew claims they found some remains but not enough to say five children had burned in the home it was debated if the heat was enough to uh turn them to complete ash and they claim to have found a heart ew of all of all the things that would be left over they claim to have found a heart how was this a christmas story because it was on Christmas night. Is this real? Yeah. Does that happen? Yes, this is real. That's crazy. Um, Still, I'd be like getting rid of my son. So, so now they're like, okay, well, what do we do? They're so distraught. They hold the funeral on, I think it's January 2nd of uh, 46 then. And the parents are so distraught. They, they can't go. They're like, they're, they're like, no, there's no way. It's all they do not accept it. They're like, our children, there's absolutely no way. I'd be sad because I'm like, I'm not having a funeral if I don't have a body. Yeah. So the man who said that their house would burn um, was brought in as one of the jurors to like decide on the deaths. Like basically kind of like as in a like, in your opinion, because he's like an insurance, like. You know he said saying? that so specifically, too. I know. And he, you know, so that's how some of these, like, five death certificates were issued because they were, like, there's enough people who were, like, yeah, that probably is what happened. So they were, like, okay, cool. Stamp, done. Here's your, sorry about your accident. Um, but the family began to question everything. They were, like, none of this makes sense. Uh, why would, so, like, when the fire was going on? They're, remember how the foam was out and everything? Their Christmas lights were still on. So if that was a faulty with their fuse box, wouldn't their power have went out? Yeah. If that's where the fire started, it would have fried their fuse box and everything would have went out. How did the fire even start? Well. They well, got checked out by electricity. Well, yeah. We'll get to that too. So they were like, that doesn't make any sense. They found their ladder tossed down an embankment 75 feet away from their property. Like I said, they said it's always against the side of the house. Like it had a, it had a spot. You know what I mean? Like where like you'd be like, Jimmy, go get the ladder. the ladder. And it's always in the same spot. They're like, we had a like a little farm. Like there's no way. Yeah, it's a farm. You have everything where you you're supposed will, to go. Yes, it would you got not your be. There. You got your shovel there and you got your you're pigs like, over there. And you got your ladder against the house. So that was another suspicious. And you have your hammer. Situation. On that log. They also said, what about the phone line? The telephone company found the line actually cut up hmm. on the top. Not at, not at, they didn't burn through. Because remember she said it was dead. She tried to use it. Yeah. 
and it didn't burn through at like the wall, you know, like where the fire started. On her roof? It, no, it got cut up by the pole. But there was somebody who said they were trying to cut someone else's. It was a different situation. They were trying to cut their power line and they accidentally cut the phone line. I don't know what's going on in Fayetteville, but that's what somebody claims. But they still believe that we'll get to this later, that that was a setup. Yeah. Either in either direction. Okay. So many things uh, were still in the like the rubble of the home, mm-hmm. like uh, like in the ashes. You remember how they said the bodies had to have burned? It was so hot. But there was still appliances, furniture, items from the home. They're like, you're telling me it was so hot that it burned them to dust, but it but it left my chair. It left my chair and it left my bed frame. It, yeah, exactly. That's what they were like that. Again, this isn't adding up. It left my pillow. <laughs> and then a bus driver who came through Fayetteville on Christmas Eve night claimed to see a few men throwing what looked like balls of fire at a home. So like, this was later. He was like, hey, I actually think I saw something about that. And I didn't realize oh, what was going on. He's like, I thought it was like a Christmas activity. Oh, that makes sense. You know, lights. Yeah. Like, he's like, but now that I'm reading this in the news, he was like, oh, my gosh. And remember that thud and the rolling sound? I thought I know what it was. They probably did that thing where they get, like, the glass The bottle. Molotov cocktail. The glass bottle. The glass cleaning. And blah, blah, blah. It's either that or she found a like rubbery i don't know how else to explain like whatever kind of like what a an explosive is made out of like think of like a grenade she yeah. found one of those an empty one in their yard but like after the and it's not like she gave them to her children to play with exactly <laughs> but again the police were like what okay crazy um but the police did it so and also many people have claimed to actually have seen the solder children Uh, One woman on that night said when everyone was busy with the house, she saw a car sneak around driving away and what she believed to be the Sauter children, like, looking out the window, watching their house burn down. Where'd they get the heart from? Who they, what did they do? What did they do? What did they do? Excuse me. And she tried to get people's attention and they were like, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Because everyone was either panicked and worried about it or they're probably i hate to say it in on it um and other many people have claimed to have seen the children um from i mean all over places said florida with an italian couple which were two italian couples together traveling as like a family visiting places and people like yeah they're they're trying to keep on the move you know exactly but Again, there's no proof. They, they've never found this family of Italian people running around. Um, and we'll talk about that little heart situation. So when they go to excavate. Watch, it's a cow heart. Because the family was so, like, upset. And she was ready. To, she was just like, I can't. My children, they're not dead here. So let's get rid of this rubble. Like, this is ridiculous. So when they went to excavate. Literally, like, a month or two, like, basically once the ground was thawed enough to, like, push it, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we found a vertebrae. What's that? Like, your spine? But, 
Okay, remember, this is like a few months post. Oh my gosh, it's like not the size. It's not the right size. For what any did of they the do? So they're like, that doesn't make, again, this doesn't make any sense. So then they requested, the FBI got involved. And they were like, let's figure out what's going on. Who's so, DNA is this? Who's so, well, they didn't have that this? back then. But they were like, let me see that that heart. We want to see that heart. You, ca- you said in your record you kept it, right? And they were like, yeah. So they handed over. It's a piece of beef liver. And it has zero evidence of being in a fire. The cows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the backyard. I bet you there's a dead cow. <laughs> Probably. I said to get um, the cows. So what do you think could be... if It's still a mystery. These children are still technically lost, even though they'd be like... 80 something 90 something to um, this day that it was def there's definitely like five people in on it um they definitely believe that the mafia was involved because of the italian like the the mussolini thing and like that Ge- oh, george I, was, I guess was very vocal and like held rallies and like i could guess protesting that, that guy that went to their like doorstep or whoever it yeah. was yeah definitely, definitely not it wasn't that christmas eve day they said that yeah it was like christmas or the day before day, christmas the day before, eve yeah and they so he said that very specifically said her children were gonna go missing they go missing her house burns down mm-hmm. then a guy comes over about the fuse their fuse is already put in or whatever happened it was already fixed or something but yeah, so they, um, the family put up a billboard with the five children's yeah. pictures on it. Um, first they offered $5,000. They got nothing. Um, I mean, little things. I mean, I, was, I shouldn't say nothing, but nothing's come of it. Um, they, then they, then they upped it to $10,000. Again, about, yeah, God, put up that one million. Uh, eventually Jenny and George both passed away. The remaining siblings. Oh, like teenage yeah, same. Th- then they held up the torch. They kept searching for their brothers. I would be and sisters. so traumatized. Yep. And they'd... especially if they came up to me with a heart that was like this big and it was like beef. Yeah. Um, and then they came up to me with a spine about that long. But yeah. So it's it's still a mystery to this day. They don't know if they died in the fire. They don't know if they were stolen. They did not die in the fire. Or they did. I don't believe they did either. Or um, they got executed somewhere else. Well, yeah, like a Romanov situation. That's that's very possible. My question is, it just doesn't make sense. And you can kind of tell what happened. Like, I don't want to say, but like, you kind of know. Like, my guess is the guy and then the other guy. Oh, yeah, I definitely think everyone I think is. And the guy that pretended to cut the phone line. Oh, yeah, I think everyone just was a in on it. bunch of people. I mean, or scared into doing it. I mean. Definitely mafia. Yeah. It, it just all adds up. My question is, why didn't they just understand? Like, why didn't they go to the man that? Well, that's how they get to people. They hurt their families. Honestly, I'd be going out there being like, you rude person. You rude. So, did you like that one? That was good. I mean, I'd hit him with, I was, <laughs> whenever I find out who that person is, I'm throwing that beef in their face and the then hitting them. Whacking them with the cow thing spine. I'm guessing it's a cow spine. <laughs> uh, yeah, they said it was like this, like the age of the spine would be like a 16 year old, and the oldest one that would have perished would have been 14. So they said it'd be very 
was a very small margin that oh, you know it could so have sad. been him. Who? The 14-year-old. The the did you take out one earring? No. It's not there. Get back on topic. <laughs> it, um the spine. They said it was the it was the age of like a 16-year-old. Like 14 and up. No, they said 16 and up. The oldest child that would have died in the fire, put that in quotations, mm-hmm. was 14. And they said there's a very small margin that it could have been like was he tall? I don't know. I don't think so, though. Probably not. I, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't know for sure. But there's just yeah. It's just like it's a it's a wild one. There's a lot of oddities. All right, of I, things that stick out. They are like, how'd you not catch that? Well, when everyone's in on it, there's not. I, I bet you the police were. Yeah, and that was the thing. I bet you there were some officers that went exactly. There. They were like, oh, boss, we'll take that case. Well, yeah, like, think about it, like all the young guys. Everybody's who? gone to war so who's left it's these random people clothing. who could either pay or get their way out of going so people of money or connections and we used the mafia in italy to get into italy to help fight italy because the mafia was like Mussolini, this isn't helping like we want to control it but they had to like it was it's complicated I'll learn it in school. Yeah, if not, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Right now, we're learning about ancient India. Ooh, what? No, not you. I said, oh, like it's a that's oh. a thick, like it's big, hefty. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that was Hindu back yeah. in uh Saint John. Yeah, she was really sweet. I don't remember her name. Yes, I do. It was Sophia. Oh yeah. I think. I hope. No, I think you're right. Um. She gave me this really good, like, rice dish once. It was, like, kind of spicy. Yeah, and then... It was really good. We went to your dad's <laughs> co-worker's house, too. Do you remember that? And they had the mango... Yeah, the, I don't know what that fluff. food is, but it was so it's good. It's really good. It's really good. They got good food there. <laughs> they got a really good, like, spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, they like spicy. Me, too. <laughs> me and her got along. That was a really good friendship. I'm really sad that went away. Well, they were supposed to move back, weren't they? What? Your friend. Yeah, they're going to move it back to India. But that's when COVID happened. So yeah, I don't could, know. Then they couldn't. Um, but it's kind of cool. We're now we're learning about ancient India. I noticed there's a lot of languages. Yeah. Like there's one called like Sanskrit, which is like the big language that almost every language is. Which is like, like the. Well, that's like the symbols and stuff. Yeah, right? I think yeah. so. I think it's kind of like based off of everything. I don't know. Like everything. Every language kind of has a small part of that. I'm I not. Can, I mean, kind of. You know, like I know what you mean. You have a main language. Like English would be like our main language, right? Yeah. But then there's still some words that kind of could be like. Well, yeah, we do lots of blending. Yeah, we're yeah. really complicated. There's there and there yeah, and, and there. there, and we're we're <laughs> we're we're where. All right. Well. That's all I got. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.